You're listening to the Last Lap Podcast, where we uncover the struggles athletes face when transitioning into the professional world. There's purpose beyond the field, and you are never alone. Now your hosts, Cassie and Trey. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. We are happy to have y'all again on the second episode of the Last Lap Podcast. I'm here with the famous Cassie Jennings. We are happy to have you all today. Welcome, Cassie. How are you doing today? Not famous. Infamous. Infamous. Maybe one day. Fair. I feel you. I feel you. You're getting there manifesting it. <laughs> Manifestation is real. It no, is I'm real. doing good. You know, late night. Always like that late night grind. Late night grind. Yeah, you know, you always get into it. Tell us about your day. What did you do today? What are you up to? Um, It's been a busy day. I worked, you know, that real world, real world stuff now. It's tough. And then I got my hair done. Ooh. New hair. Who's this? Right. You feeling yourself, right? Exactly. I feel Nothing you. too exciting, but just getting ready for our last track meet. Hopefully not last track meet. Oh, okay. You want to talk a little bit more about that? How how are you feeling about that leading up to it? It's good. I mean, obviously, this, you know, this episode, we're going to kind of talk about our last season. And I'm just excited. I'm just truly blessed to be jumping again. And yeah, jumping's been going good this week. So I'm excited. I'm super eager to get down there. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, no, it's all about that mindset. You're getting ready. I know you're itching to get back into that spotlight. I know it's uh, it's been great. It's been a long time coming, but, you know, you've been working for this moment. Yeah, it's funny. My dad was telling me last week at conference, he said, you're looking better every week. We're just running out of weeks. <laughs> I said, you're telling me, dad. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> He's like, you're telling me. Like, it's coming down. Like, it's really, the clock is winding. So how's it like? No, how's it feel? Like clock is winding down, but like still, obviously you're progressing. You're going for the gold. Like you want to go to the top. Still, it's time to obviously achieve more. But obviously, you see the end coming. Like how 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 are you facing that? Yeah, it's actually kind of crazy because every time I go to practice, I kind of just like take it all in. I'm like, wow, this yeah. really could be like my last practice, right? Um, especially like my last vault session. I kind of like just like took it all in. I was like, wow, this really could be my last time. Not yeah. that I want it to be and not Absolutely that not. I am hoping it will be, but it's just kind of one of those things that just taking it day by day and really like living for the moment. I think it's so easy to get caught up of, okay, like I am ready for my next step. I'm ready to like rush through this instead of like, I don't know, just like taking a step back and just like breathing in the fresh air and be like, wow, like this chapter is closing. I can be happy about it, but also it's like, there's still business to be done. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that. I like that answer. You know, cause you're right. It's more, more to be done. Obviously the story isn't over folks. So stay tuned. You know, she's got to meet this weekend. So we're, we're really excited. We're rooting her on. We're hoping for some PRs. You know, she's been feeling great. So um, stories being written still, um, obviously. Um, and you're the author of that. You are taking the reins. You literally said, you know, I'm going to make like my career, what it is. So how do you, how do you kind of approach that with that kind of mindset? You know, you've been at the top already. So how do you know, not kind of get complacent with that? Yeah. I mean, it's honestly, to be completely honest, it's all about believing in yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy. I mean, especially this season um, for anyone who doesn't know, I've been dealing with a foot injury. Um, I say I'm like, way older than a fifth year because it's plantar fasciitis which is like what <laughs> old people get 
Um, but yeah, so I have been in a boot for eight weeks. I've had two cortisone shots. Ooh. I tried dry needle therapy. I've gone through PT for the past six months. Um, Gosh. nothing was really working. So it has been a struggle and I've had many doubts, but I mean, something that I've always seen is the vision. And I was just telling, you know, I was just telling you earlier, it's kind of crazy that, you know, I'm coming into my last meet and I'm jumping the best I have jumped. And it kind of goes back to that where even when I got hurt, I still saw myself. I still saw that angle. I still saw that vision. And even when there was so many setbacks, I mean, heck, when I first started jumping again, I was like deathly afraid to plant the pole in the box and like jump off the ground. Like, I'm not even kidding you. Like I have never been afraid of like planting a pole. Like, really? but that was one of the things I was so scared. And I literally looked at my coach and I said, man, it's really crazy what happens when you can like actually like jump off the ground with like confidence and like actually not be afraid of the things that, you know, were just so simple like a year ago. Oh yeah. That's crazy. Cause I mean like things like you said, were just second nature. You just don't even worry about it, but kind of having that, that experience, like you said, it kind of puts that in the back of your mind, but I mean, it got a, it goes back to one of my favorite actors. He said on a, when he was on a talk show, he said, you know, the best things in life are on the other side of fear. Um, and that kind of goes hand in hand with sports. You play through pain. You're kind of fearful, like of getting hurt. You're fearful of like coming back. Like you feel good, you're healthy, but oftentimes when you do feel good, sometimes are the times when you're most susceptible to getting hurt again. Like if you have a groin injury or something like an ankle or anything like that, anything that's sensitive like that, like, you know, but like you're feeling great. Your body feels good. And then when you finally like got over that hump, that mental hump, you're like, boom, okay, I'm good. I'm planted. I'm going to go in the air. I see this angle, like you're envisioning it. So, you know, doing that, that's, that's really huge. That's a big step. So that, that just speaks testament to you, who you are as a person and athlete too. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, a big thing about sports is it is mental. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. Like I would argue that it's like 75, 25. Like if you're not 75% mental and like, you know, know what your capabilities are. I mean, heck, I think back to when I first transferred here, the MIAA, if anyone knows anything about the MIAA, it is like the SEC of division two. It is rough. It's tough. Crazy competitive. (laughs) And that was like something that like I struggled with was like, I was like, man, I don't belong here. Like these girls are way better than me. Like, why did I transfer here? You know, but like when you really like deep, dive into who you are and like who you are as an athlete and Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like your your coaches can only like motivate you can only believe in you so far like you have to take it for yourself like it's anything in life you create your own destiny you know it's I mean my last lap this last season it was tough like I will be the first person to say that like there was really dark days there was days that I cried I didn't understand why I was like, why does this have to happen? Why am I stuck in this? I'm so unhappy. And, you know, it's hard. It's hard. And I will be the first person to say that it is dang freaking hard. Mm -hmm. And so like, if you're going through it right now, whether it's an injury, you know, just questioning where you are in life, like it does get better. And like, don't give up on who you are because at the end of the day, if you're still happy with yourself, no matter if you're not being able to do a sport, if you don't, you know, you don't have to have it all figured out, you know? And that was something that I really like honed in on. It's like, even if I'm not jumping, who am I? 
you know, and I would pick out like great things that still were about me. And it was honestly what like got me through it. You know, I saw like the beauty in life and like, that's so cliche, but I really like, I had to take a (laughs) step back and it really made me appreciate a lot more things. It really made me appreciate the people that I was with and, you know, kind of the experiences I had this year that I would have never had if I wouldn't have stayed for my fifth year. So, yeah, no, really. I mean, you spoke on it. You said, you said it right. The people, I mean, that, that aspect of it really makes it all worth anything. Like, yeah, you go through what you go through individually. You go through what you go through as an athlete mentally, um, emotionally spiritually physically obviously you do what you do but you go through that with the people um you're able to talk through them um you're able to go through experiences with them you're able to listen to them and then you're find out you're obviously going through similar experiences and then you need to obviously you're helping those people along those people that are in your circle so like you said i mean you were talking about it earlier like how how does it feel to kind of know um you're in that leadership role now um as a fifth year doing that like people are looking up to you now you can see like the younger ones looking up how does that feel it feels so good and I mean I kind of touched this on our first episode that you know it's like I always wish I had that person that was there and it's something that I've always wanted is like even though I didn't have it I want to be that person you know because I never want people to feel alone I mean heck I say that you know this last six months like I felt defeated, you know, for the longest time. I was like, man, I do, at least I try to do everything right. You know, like I work my butt off day in and day out. And it was kind of one of those things where I was like, maybe I just work too much, you know, and I need that break and I need that like step back. And, you know, to not be so consumed in my training, like, don't get me wrong. Championships are great. Being at the top is great. Mm -hmm. But like when you forget to live along the way, like you're empty, you're empty at the end of the day. And so being hurt and being that person that's, hey, because I'm not out here, all I am is a teammate. All I am is a motivator. All I am is this friend for these people on the team. I mean, heck, I will never forget the day my coach looked at me and was like, hey, I just want to let you know that like you're worth so much more to this team, whether you're out there jumping or not. And it was like, it was something that really like stuck with me because I was like, wow, like, you know, I mean. I was jumping an indoor and I was like in so much pain. I was literally like crying after every like meet because I was in pain. I wasn't clearing, I wasn't clearing any bars. And I did, I felt so defeated and I felt like I was letting people down. And it was just, it was just so, it was so much at the time. And so having those people like, you know, being that person that people who were still competing and still struggling stuff and had someone that, you know, might not be going through this, like the same thing, but knew that it was like, Hey, like Cassie, Cassie's Cassie's someone that will listen, you know, and that's always what I wanted to be for those younger girls. So it does. It's one of those things. That's like some of those girls I'm going to miss so much. Like they don't know how much they mean to me and how much they helped me as much as I've helped them. So Oh yeah, most definitely. And I, I love that two-way street because you definitely see the, you see the impact that you're bringing. So that, that does speak values to you and who you are and what you bring to the table, obviously to the program, but also to the lives of those people specifically, like those friends and bonds that you have for a lifetime, like those will never go away. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll miss you too. I mean, obviously you can't replace being in the locker room with them, going to practice with them, being in the same routine, like nothing's going to replace that. Um, but like, obviously, like, you know, that they're going to be a call away and that's something that you're always going to have. So that, that's something to look forward to, too. Yeah, no. And it's exciting. I mean, I am. I feel like having all this stuff happen to me this year, it's kind of put me in a better place, like moving forward in life and just really like 
just seeing always the bigger picture. Like, it's so crazy how caught up we get into the little things in life. I mean, Mm -hmm. I literally have lived and breathed pole vaulting. Like, it was so funny because like my roommate this year, like she, she didn't know me before this year. And Mm -hmm. I like told her, I was like, no, like this was like, this was a good year for me. I said, this was a year I actually lived. I actually like went and did things with my friends instead of, Hey, I'm going to go to the gym at 9 PM at night. Like, don't get me wrong. I still do that some, but (laughs) I was so narrow focused that that was kind of why I wanted to move to Vegas and like spend a whole year of just living life because I never did that. And, you know, coming to the end of my college career, you know, not that I would change really anything of it, but you know, one of like my favorite memories was, Oh, I hate to say this on this podcast, but (laughs) we got in trouble this semester and we had to go fill in holes at like 530 in the morning. As a result of it? Yeah. And so we had to like, yeah, get up super early and all my friends, we decided, okay, well, we all need to like show up on time. So like, we're all going to keep each other accountable. So we all had a sleepover, a big sleepover at our house. And we all packed into my friends like Tahoe and like showed up to do like what we needed to do, you know, and do our punishment. And I just like remember the like next day and I was like, granted, I was like, I love my All-Americans, but I said, those are the things I'm going to remember about college and college sports. It's yeah. like, making those bad things into good things and like keeping each other accountable. I mean, those people that were with me that night, I was like, these are like my best friends. And I was like, I would probably give up everything I've accomplished just to have more nights like that. Because it really, I mean, we talk about the people, but like, it truly is like, that's what makes life fun. That's what makes life worth living is like having great people around you. Exactly. Those experiences, because I mean, you can go through a lot of those alone. You can win those individual medals, those goals alone on the track. You can get those PRs, but those experiences that you have outside of that with your teammates, like that kind of bond that you have, that sleepover, like the stories that were probably told, like the laughs that were shared, you can't beat that. You can't replicate that. Like that's something that you can't even just, I mean, fathom. That's something you experience and you go through and that's something that you love and you're always going to cherish and have that. You can always go and get trophies and you can go just stay at the gym every night and do that and then go get these medals but what good are all those medals that are going to sit up on the shelf if you don't have memories with those people to go along with it like you're just getting stuff hardware to hang up you don't have anything else to remember am i you're just remembering the late nights at the gym okay yeah it's great but you didn't experience anything with people and Mm -hmm. That's funny that you you said that you guys got in trouble because uh, you you admitted something. So I'm, I'm gonna admit something too on this podcast. Senior year um, at my alma mater, uh, Linden Wood, uh, my roommates and I we we lived in this duplex, but we were like literally the only people I guess on the block that knew and planned to live in the duplex together on both sides. So the doors were just open the entire time. So we always kicked it. It was four of us in there, uh, two bedrooms on each side, but. We uh, it was homecoming and we were on like a four game winning streak. First two games of the season, we lost, Um, but we were on a four game winning streak and we just literally went door to door before the game, folks. I'm telling you all this. We went to the door to door before the game. We were that confident that we were going to win the game. And we told everybody, hey, you know, after homecoming game, uh, after we win, we're going to have a block party, like right here in this parking lot, like show up, like don't post anything about it. 
Like, just show up, tell everybody you know, post it on Snap or whatever. Like, that's it. Don't tweet about it. Like, boom, we'll up the band. We just walked around the whole neighborhood, didn't think anything of it. We go, we win the game, and my roommate literally looks at me like, as soon as the buzzer goes off, it was like, dude, say we can throw the party. Like, we won. Like, we could go kick it. So we kicked it. We had fun. We had a ball. But at first, like, we thought it was going to be lame. It was probably like 20 people that showed up at the time that we said it was supposed to start. Next thing we know, it turns out like 500 people show up. Like, it is the biggest party that Lindenwood has ever seen, like, to this day. Like, it's a private school, so you're not supposed to party, but they just allowed, like, alcohol on campus. So it was it was a fun time. Like, we kicked it. And then, but that was, it kind of got shut down by public security. They were like, hey, yeah, you got to be out here by 10 o'clock. We were like, hey, it's perfect. It's pregame so we just left and we hit uh ended up having a good night we had safe fun but you know it was a it was an experience but needless to say we got we got caught so our coach uh it was a tiktok made of the entire experience we will make the tiktok we won't name names about who made the tiktok (laughs) but the tiktok was made um about the entire experience like a before and after kind of like showing an empty parking lot and then showing the mass of humanity that it was and Apparently, I got a text from my head coach, and he said, uh, hey, yeah, I got sent this by the athletic director. And I was like, Sunday night after the game, we just had a great, like, you know, we already low-key just got in trouble. We got done running on a Sunday. I forgot. Our coach really just wasn't happy, but we were on a five-game winning streak. We didn't care at that point. We went from four to five for homecoming, but we didn't care. We just got done with a punishment on Sunday. And then he texts me that Sunday night, and I'm like, oh. Heart sank. It was like nine o'clock. Dude. Social media. That's Social how we media. got us too. Literally, someone posted it. something. See, look, look. I'm telling y'all, future generations. If y'all want to kick it, one thing to learn from us: don't get it off social media. Don't tell anybody. Put your phone. Put your phones down. in a phone that, box. Put your phones in a phone box. That's the problem with our generation. We got our phones <laughs> out. Me included. That's, I'm the whole reason why this thing went downhill. I'm snitching on myself. But no, nah, like it's it's crazy for real. Like he called us, sent it. But then like before I could even text, because I'm trying to think of an explanation for this. I get a call. I'm like, why is my head coach calling me on a Sunday night about this block party, bro? We we kicked it. We in college. We supposed to be, but you know, it it is what it is. We we got our punishment. We got our butts chewed, and and we had like a really big rivalry game that week too. So he kind of he challenges, and we it was the only team. It was UND actually. They they won conference before we ran conference, and then we beat them one year. They kept saying it was a fluke. They had all these videos out talking about oh we got men, we got blah blah blah. It was a fun game, but no, we ended up beating them on their home field. I don't know if it was homecoming or not, but that was it was a great game. Um, no, it was really fun. So yeah, no, the last lap has been a. Uh, it's been interesting to say the least. We ended up winning conference, um, got a ring out of it, uh, went to play playoff game in Grand Valley. It was a it was a heck of a matchup. That was a pretty fun game. It was it was my last college game, though. Unfortunately, we lost. But to to say uh Linda Wood gave me my my probably best college football experience, I'd say. So uh Western, it was fun starting out there. Um, but definitely, definitely glad I had my last lap at Linda Wood. It was something I can't even beat. Um but, you yeah, know, playing through injury, um, really just playing with my brothers, like they made that all better. Like you said, it's the people, mm-hmm. people around you. You just made it worth it. Like I, I got hurt and I didn't want to sit out. I didn't want to let those people down. Like it wasn't about me. It wasn't about, like, oh, yeah, no, I want to be. Yeah, I want to be in. Of course, who doesn't want to go and play? But at the end of the day, I want to go play because all my brothers out there, my starting linebacker next to me is my roommate. Like we literally sleep probably weirdly 20 feet from each other. 
So mm-hmm. we go and bond. We go and talk like we live outside of football. So that bond is different. When you get on the field, like you play differently. And, like, it didn't matter if I was hurt. It didn't matter if he was hurt. He went through so much, so much pain. I seen him, shoot, go down a couple of times. I about shed a tear. Like, you feel that realness mm-hmm. because you just care. You genuinely yeah, care about these you people. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, heck, even – I mean, not even, like, a bad thing was I never realized how much, like – you like live for those people that you know you really care about when you can't play. Oh my yeah. gosh, I will never forget like when my roommate ran a two hundred nine, like her first like eight hundred, hasn't like PR in like three years, uh-huh. and I like knew she was gonna do it. Like I literally had looked at her mom and I was like, she's running a good time. Like yeah. I'm telling you, like two hundred nine. I'm I'm like having, and I'm not even kidding you. Like when I watched her go across the finish line, it was like chills. I was just like, I knew it all along. I was like, I knew this was your time. Like, and I don't know, like, those are the things that just like, you know what I mean? It's just like, I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have like appreciated those and like really like lived in those moments if I wouldn't have been hurt, if I wouldn't have been in the stands. And I don't know. It's kind of funny because I always say that like my dad lives through me and like he gets those same feelings. So I'm like, it's crazy because I'm like one of these days, you know, like I'm going to have kids and hopefully, hopefully they're going to want to play sports and like, I'm going to have those same feelings, but you oh, know, yeah. I don't know. It's always, there's always good things to come in all the bad. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the biggest things. I mean, I mean, I think you can attest to this being hurt, you know, at the end of your season is there's always good days that come. There's oh, yeah. very hard days and dark days, but just always seeing the bigger picture, seeing the vision, keep going. I mean, literally just figuring out how to pick yourself back up day in and day out because one day, you know, you're going to wake up, the sun's going to be shining, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. Like, I literally, yeah, we just got done talking about this. I said, like, the you survived 100% of your worst days. If you're listening to this podcast, folks, you have survived 100% of your worst days. Those far, anything that you thought was just so terrible, so unbearable, so unlivable, like you are here, you're surviving. I wouldn't say maybe thriving. Everybody may not be thriving, but you're surviving. You're getting through it. And that's the thing about it. You got to just, you got to get through it. You got to take the good with the bad. It's not always going to be good, but the bad is going to be there. Obviously, like you said, to mold you into like, where you need to be honestly you're going through all these challenges now so you can become a better person and know what to do when a bigger challenge arises so you got to be able to take the punches and really roll with it if you can't then honestly you won't make it far like i mean anything has pros and cons to it Mm -hmm. people think i mean new diets have think a diet is all good every diet has a pro and con to it if you don't you know adhere to everything you're supposed to do so it's just I don't know. A lot of people, you got to really weather the storm. Look at the good in it. It's dance in the rain. Like if things are bad, like literally dance in the rain, you get so many days on earth. If you just sit there and wallow in any and everything that bad happens to you, I stub my toe probably every day, probably like two to three times a day. And stub your toe. Yes, I am so clumsy. And then I also have a dog. So then he just makes me like take random steps and trip over. So then I stub my toe in corners and my ping pong table and like my, yeah, it's just, it's random. But yeah, so I mean, I could sit there and be like, oh my gosh, like what? And get mad. Like it'd be easy, but don't get me wrong. You have every right to get mad. You, your emotions are valid people, but just know like it's not all bad. It's always good. Mm-hmm. Look at the good side of everything. Take the lesson from it. Take the experience away from it and take the lesson from a lot of more things in life. Yeah. And what's that saying? It's like for every bad thing, like see two good things. 
Yeah. You know, it's like a very good like way to live in life. You know, when true. you think something's going bad, there's also stuff that's going good in your life. I mean, yes. it's really hard and it's really easy to just be like, wow, all these things are going so badly. But it's like, hey, what's what's good in your life though right now? Like, yeah, you're telling me all these bad things. Tell me something that's good because there is always good in the bad. There's always. Even if it's like the most simple thing of, hey, I woke up today. Hey, I had a roof over my head. Hey, I was able to eat. Like, those are such minor things, but those are something that you should always be so thankful for. Yes, literally. I can I can attest to that because right after surgery, I literally was sitting there and I'm like, what was me? This really hurts. Like, I gotta stay on a medicine like regimen. So like I don't feel pain as much. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I got to thinking, I'm like, okay, one, I had a torn labrum and a fractured shoulder socket. My mother had a total knee replacement surgery, didn't take any pain medication after and started physical therapy probably like a week after her surgery was like, and I'm, I'm over here complaining about this. And that here's my mom, 44, 44 years old. And I'm over here complaining about this. She had a total knee replacement, walking perfectly fine now. Like she's a nurse. She's always on her feet moving, never complaining about anything. And I'm over here and I'm like, wow, okay. And putting everything into perspective. And I'm like, you really got to, you know, look at things differently because you can complain. You, like I said, emotions are always validated, but you really got to kind of think bigger picture. Like you said, you got to think holistically. And I'm like, I'm with my family right now. They're taking care of me. Like I'm able to be with my family. I'm able to spend time with them. I don't always get to being an athlete. I'm not at home 11 months out the year. You got to spend summers there. Mm-hmm. Football all and got Christmas break. If we weren't in the playoffs, we even got to spend Thanksgiving with my teammates and family more. So, I mean, getting to take that time really right after college and spend it with my family, I mean, was a blessing in disguise. And I'm sitting there thinking, what was me? I'm in surgery. I can't shower myself. I can't, I can't really put deodorant on. I can't do much with it. I can't even cook uh, with this arm. I'm over here cooking in a sling, some ramen noodles, but I really had to lean on my family. And like you said, it's the people, but it was uh it was definitely a humbling experience, but you got to go through things like that to, to make it where you are. I am now five months post-op. I can go and work out shoulders at the gym, go and run and do everything perfectly normal. I honestly, if you asked me on the day I had my surgery, would I be here? I'd be like, no, I'm like, I couldn't even move mm-hmm. or fathom even doing anything at all, but it, time goes on and time definitely heals, but you got to take every day and try to, get something out of it because if i just soaked since i had surgery my shoulder wouldn't be where it's at right now be terrible time's gonna keep going sun's gonna keep coming up you gotta keep going with it too yeah no and that's definitely i mean that's a big thing too is i mean in those situations it's okay to like question it's okay to doubt it's okay to you know feel all those emotions like it's okay and it's how you react and what you do with those emotions that truly like makes the difference i mean Heck, I literally, it's the same thing. It's like if someone would have told me a couple months ago, I mean, heck, when my mom looked at me and was like, hey, you really don't have to keep doing this to yourself. You know, would I have ever thought that like I would actually jump again, like healthy and feel like confident in myself? You know, I I had the vision, but like there was many doubts along the way, especially after I got out of the boot. Like when I got out of the boot and then two weeks later, my foot started hurting again, I was like, well, this is how this is going, you know, and, but you just got to keep going. And that's, I mean, that's the key to everything in life, you know, just keep going, keep following the process. I mean, what's supposed to happen is always going to happen. And 
it's one of the greatest feelings when you get that feeling again and get that feeling back of like being back to yourself. Oh yeah, most definitely. And I'm glad this is a perfect time for you to be feeling like that. I mean, you're going to the tournament that matters the most. You're about to go do your thing. You're feeling great. You're in a positive mindset and you're speaking these positive affirmations mm-hmm. to people. That's what it's about to speak it into existence. Talk about it and, you know, make it just your everyday nature. I mean, we'll talk about that more later. We'll dive into that on a, another episode because, you know, Cassie has some really good knowledge on the share about, uh, you know, how to really manifest things because she really has helped me a lot. A lot. Um, I started putting these practices into fruition in my own life personally. I have things in my house now that help me every day. I have vision boards and things like that. So she is going to be a really great fun episode when we get to dive into that, talking to her um, about that. She's uh, she's definitely done her due diligence in this field. <laughs> it is. It's something that I'm super passionate about too. I always kind of joke that I'd love to be like a life coach one day, but it Ooh, truly is. Like I truly that. want people to live a proactive and like happy, healthy life. Like, you know, working out, you know, how to be positive, positive affirmations, finding the confidence within yourself, because we don't live in a very easy world Mm -mm. nowadays. Very judgmental. And yeah. Oh yeah. And just like finding the little things to fix in your life can make a huge difference. Yeah, that is very true. Finding the little things in everything. And that's what people don't focus on is the little things. You got to be appreciative. Like you literally said, be thankful for waking up. You wake Mm -hmm. up. Like, you don't, that's a blessing. Like everybody doesn't wake up every day. So you're breathing. Even if your nose is stuff, people, people get allergies. Don't get me wrong. I have allergies. I can't breathe on my nose right now, but I'm breathing. Like God allows me to breathe. So, I mean, it's just, it's simple things like that, that you got to really take with a grain of salt and be like, Hey, okay. You know, everything isn't as bad as it seems. It truly isn't. Okay. Before we wrap up this podcast, what is one thing that you would love to take back from your last lap, your last season? Oh, take back as in like, I want a, a redo. You want to redo? That can be like a good redo. Like you want to relive something. What's the one thing that you would say? Oh, I definitely want to go and relive that UND game because that was the game that we kind of knew like, all right, we're here, and we bought – first off, we really knew we were going to the playoffs. Like, cause that – it wasn't even the fact, like, that everybody else knew or that we had a ranking or that we had enough games won to go to the playoffs, but we just had it in our head, like, hey, yeah, we're we're built different. We're not settling for less than the playoffs. So that feeling just right there, like, when we kind of stamped it over them, especially after kind of <laughs> getting in trouble with our coach, like, the week before, that whole week of practice was just so stressful. Like, they were on our heels, but – it was, yeah, no, it was really fun. I really wish I could redo like that whole week. That that was a great week because our coaches were on our heels. Like Indy was talking cash. It was it was a really fun game. It came down to the wire, but yeah, no, that's when uh we ended up securing conference really and ended up knowing we go to the playoffs. Yeah. That's awesome. Heck yeah. That's How about true. yourself? Oh, that's a hard one. I feel like my, you know, my last I mean, season hasn't came to an end. That's what I'm saying. It hasn't come to an end. So you but, can't really pick that. Your story's been written still. I know. It's kind of crazy, but Honestly, I think, I think outdoor conference, which literally just happened, but our girls team showed up. I mean, we got second in the conference, but Pitt is a good team. Anybody who knows Pitt State, they, especially their track and field, solid, deep, deep in every single event. But (laughs) our girls showed up, did what they needed to do. I mean, we fought so much adversity this year with so many people being hurt. 
And, you know, it's just, it's awesome. It was so fun. And like, I started feeling like myself again and I just truly enjoyed jumping again. Like that was so fun and having people surrounded that I love, you know, cheering me on. Like it was like no greater feeling. I mean, I didn't even hit the marks that I needed and I like went over the bars and I was like clapping, like stuff that it was like, I shouldn't even be clapping about, but I was just happy. I was just so happy to be off the ground again, clearing bars, like just something that I didn't think would ever happen even just a month ago. Yeah. You really got back to the roots of it. It's like you said, it's about the little things. Those little victories right there, they amount to a lot. So yeah, that's that's special. I love that. Yeah. I love it. But stay tuned for how, how the story ends. Oh yeah, folks. So uh, she has has this great tournament this weekend. We're, we're praying for positive affirmations. We know what's going to (laughs) happen. Don't listen to her. It's not the last chance. She's already got it in the bag, but just know she's about to go and do her thing again, folks. We are going to stay tuned for her because after she has such a great meet, we're going to get another episode getting ready for you. Like what kind of thing is that? Like she's always on the go. folks. She's always doing her thing. She's always making magic happen. So we're excited about that. We've got a lot of great things coming for you. So we're really, uh, we're really getting to it. We're going to get to episode number three for you guys. It's the end of episode two. We're thanking you for listening thus far and uh, hoping you're uh, ready for the next journey.